Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast Conversations and Coaching. In each episode I'll be talking to some amazing people, finding about what they do, how they do it, what they think and how they navigate life's obstacles. I'll also throw some coaching questions at my guests to really dig deep into their mind and their innermost thoughts. So if like me you're a bit of a people watcher when you're sat in the coffee shop then I know you're going to love this podcast. So let's not waste any more time and please welcome my guest, Caroline. So a bit of background for everyone. Caroline and I have known each other for about 20 years. Is that right? That is frightening, but I think that is correct. (laughs) Yeah, and we got to know each other through working at the same company. Uh, We became really good friends from probably about day one. Well, it was for me anyway. Um, (laughs) We've been through quite a few of life's highs and lows with each other. And I am allowed to tell you that Caroline has also been a client of mine and I have been one of hers too. Um, When a friend's in need, you can't not help, can you? Absolutely. Enough of me. Let's get to you, Caroline. So first of all, tell us a bit about what you do. I am a solution-focused hypnotherapist. And for anyone who's thinking, what does that even mean? (laughs) Um, (laughs) The way I describe it is hypnotherapy is a way of relaxing the subconscious mind and dialing down that innate fight or flight stress response that we all have. And when we do that, when we dial down that that kind of stress response, then we can take a solution-focused approach to um fixing whatever the problem is and getting towards our goals so my sessions are a mixture of coaching actually and and hypnosis because what I find is most common mental health conditions such as anxiety or depression come from that stress response being in overdrive so essentially I help people with anxiety depression stress um, to take back control and and get where they want to be. It sounds amazing, and obviously, I know a firsthand experience <laughs> um, how it how you operate and and how it works. What made you decide to go into that job? So, really, it was a bit of a long journey that started with my own poor mental health. So, I've had anxiety and depression at several points in my life. And I'd done lots of research on kind of why it had occurred and how to fix it. And I'd had lots of help along the way. So, I was on medication at some points, I had counseling, I had CBT. And all of them kind of worked to some extent. But my real fear was how do I stop this coming back again? Um, And that kind of research led me towards hypnotherapy in general. And then I was working with somebody who was doing this particular course with the Clifton Practice um, and she was describing it and it just sounded exactly what I was looking for because it combined the therapy with the coaching and it was very much solution focused I think quite a lot of the help that we get for mental health focuses on the past what's gone on and why is this happening how why do we feel a certain way and while that can be helpful up to a point there comes a point where you say well how do I move forward I know what the problem is and I know why it's happened but how do I stop it how do I fix it how do I move towards how I want to be feeling and that's what the solution focused hypnotherapy does so for me it's been really useful in 
learning about my own mental health and how to manage it but then it's enabled me to help other people do the same yeah it's so true isn't it um and obviously I know from first-hand experience when you had that um kind of hypnotherapy and and having that work the transformation was amazing and you we got the real you back and it was it was so amazing to see you go through that process um and the confidence it gave you and kind of bringing yourself your true self back to the surface so that I think you could then operate on on the high level that you've always that you've always worked at well I've tried to but But it is about get it is about getting yourself back and it you know we all have low periods and we all have times in life when we struggle mm-hmm. um and and a classic symptom of that is withdrawing and not being yourself mm-hmm. um but now I've got a lot more knowledge around the tools and techniques that that help you stay that way so do you do it on yourself that's the question Yes, in a in a kind of way I do. So <laughs> um, I do use self hypnosis sometimes. Um, so one of the ways I use this, um, I did have a bit of a fear of flying. Um, so a lot of my clients come to me with fears and phobias, and they can occur when we learn behaviour from somebody else. And I actually developed a bit of a fear of flying when I started going on holiday with a friend who was terrified of flying. And it kind of rubbed off on me, even though it had never troubled me before. Um, and then I then I got trained and I thought, this, this is crazy. I should know what to do about this. Uh, and so the next time I got on a plane, I started to use the, the hypnosis techniques uh-huh. Um, the script that I kind of use, I used it on myself, and within a couple of flights, that had completely gone. That's amazing, isn't it? And that just proves yeah. to you that even your mind can be kind of tweaked and tinkered with to to make it kind of give you the solution that you actually want. Absolutely. So, looking at your your career as a as a hypnotherapist, what what's the best part of your job? The best part is helping people and making a real difference, you know, and I get to help people with lots of different kind of conditions and problems. But sometimes you get somebody who really feels that their life has been turned around and they can do things they couldn't do before. And that's where the real satisfaction is when you've just opened up someone's world for them. Mm. No, it's that's that's a really good point, actually, because I know with with my coaching as well, you can almost see that light bulb moment go off. And that's when you think, aha, everything has clicked into place and they just see things differently. Their opinion changes, their mindset changes. And I guess that's the same with you, with clients as well, when when they lose either a fear or they feel differently about something, their their demeanor can change as well. Yeah, absolutely. My absolute favourite client um, was a lady in her 70s. She was a lovely lady, always so well put together and stylish, you know, gave you real style envy. Uh, But she came to see me because she'd lost her husband 18 months previously. And um, she just lost her confidence and her way in life to such an extent where she wasn't going out at all, Mm. apart from when her family visited. And um, you know, her life had just really closed in on her. And we had about six or seven sessions. And at the end of it, you know, she said, you, you've just opened up my life to me again, which, yeah. you know, I hadn't, she had done it. But 
um she was going out shopping she was going out for coffee she even booked a holiday with a friend um and it was just amazing to see you know it was in her all the time she just lost a bit of that confidence and a lot of it comes comes down to confidence and what I do similar to what you do is just give that people a little bit of a push to step slightly outside of their comfort zone and that's Mm -hmm. where you see the real results coming in Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Although I'm a bit upset you didn't say that I was your favourite client. Although (laughs) I do remember our first session and I just got the giggles because I just couldn't take it seriously because you were trying to hypnotise me. And I was thinking, this is my friend trying to hypnotise me and I can't take it seriously because I just got the fits of giggles. And eventually you get into the zone and kind of I had to like concentrate and and yeah you kind of get into the zone a bit and go no I'm here for a reason let's (laughs) let's do it and when you overcome that barrier then then yeah everything's achievable so what do you think is the worst part of your job oh easily accounts (laughs) (laughs) you know that's funny I think that's a lot of people And I think that's important to note is that when you when you launch a business like this, you know, what you actually do and what you're great at doing turns out to be only a part of what you have to do. <laughs> so the accounts and the marketing, all of that kind of stuff, um, I, I, I dread, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a good coach that can help you with, with that part. <laughs> that's fine. So on a kind of a a regular week what what does a really good what does a perfect day look like for you at work a perfect day for me would look like allegedly wake up after a really good night's sleep (laughs) um some fresh air a bit of exercise uh maybe four or five client sessions um it's always good to have a little bit of a break in between to reset and just finishing that day knowing that you know you've had some really good sessions and and help people and no financial spreadsheets to deal no no (laughs) accounts or 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 marketing that would be left for a not so good day (laughs) so so talking of a good day then what daily habits do you have to set yourself up for having a good day so I think when it comes to nighttime, I'm probably a little bit more successful in this area. Um, but my nighttime habits, I always say a gratitude prayer. So with my clients, we always focus on what's been good about your day because it shifts that mindset and makes you start thinking more positively, which takes you out of that fight or flight response. So every night as I go to bed, I just I'm thankful for everything that's happened and I mean I list it like I've got 20 things in the day you know it was raining I didn't get wet (laughs) (laughs) I you know enjoyed an episode of Superstore or whatever it is I list it all out and that just kind of puts me in the right frame of mind for a good night's sleep and I also use the Calm app okay um, as I drift off to sleep so sometimes it's a bedtime story or sometimes it's a sound of waves and it just stops my my brain from going into overdrive uh, as I'm trying to get to sleep. In the morning, I've I've recently tried to take on Mel Robbins' high five habit. Mm 
So if you've not come across Mel Robbins, um, she's a motivational speaker. She's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And um, she's got this high five habit where you basically high five yourself in the mirror every morning and tell yourself you're doing a good job. Sounds weird, but it really it really does work and it puts a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other main thing I try to do in the morning is stay off social media and the news because that can just kind of send you into a bit of a downward spiral and set you off worry and activate that stress response so I try and keep things nice and calm and positive in the mornings sounds amazing we should all do more of that and on the days that you're not feeling that great how do you motivate yourself to get through the day so I have a bit of a kit bag, if you like. So I have a way of checking in with myself. And this is something I, I often use with clients, checking in with myself and seeing where my energy levels are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're not so great, if I'm feeling a little bit stressed or overwhelmed, um, I'll pull something out of my kit bag. So these are activities that I know will help me feel better. And I'll plan some in that day. So Last night, I took myself out by myself to watch a a girly film. That was my reward for getting through the day. And it was really, really nice just to be out by myself and treating myself. (laughs) I did see that Um, on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, if I haven't got as much time, it might just be um, a bubble bath is another, you know, kind of relaxation activity for me. It might be talking to a friend or if it's not weather like today, getting out and getting a bit of fresh air always helps. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, Obviously, we're in similar roles. And it's just making sure that in order to be, and I say this to clients, in order to be helpful ourselves, we need to help kind of our brains. So by having, so deliberately taking time out just to check in with ourselves and kind of go head to toe, how do I feel? Am I okay? Do I need a coffee? Do I need some fresh air? Or do I need to just do something a bit mindful to empty the brain of what's gone before so that we are then ready for the next client so that we can then give them our our full attention um, and our kind of best self um, if you like yeah sorry it was something I say to all clients as well is that you can't give of yourself if you don't look after yourself so no matter whether you're in your role like Rye Cowers or or anything you've got to put yourself care first Absolutely. No, 100%. And you notice the difference when you do do it. And flip side, when you don't do it, you notice how you feel at the end of the day. It's a lot harder to wind down at the end of the day if you haven't had that kind of mental check in with yourself earlier in the day. That's what that's what I find anyway. So looking at your your job and your career, how do you challenge yourself in your work? There's always an element of learning. So the learning never stops. Um, So there's always professional development going on in the background, finding out about um, new techniques or the latest in neuroscience, because no matter how good you are at any certain point, there's always a way to get better. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sharpening your skills, I would say. Absolutely. And so with with your clients, so they're contacting you, they're booking appointments. And I suppose after the sessions, they feel that they have some kind of relationship with you because you've done something quite almost intimate and emotional with them. How do you manage your kind of your boundaries and your clients' expectations? 
In terms of expectations, I'm always really clear with how hypnotherapy works and what they need to do to make it work. I think with hypnotherapy, people sometimes have this misconception that it's a bit like a magic wand and they sit there and I put them in a trance and say all the right words and then they're, mm-hmm. they're fixed. <laughs> and it, I wish it worked like that, but it doesn't, you know, it's a collaborative process. I give people tools and techniques, but they have to do the work. Um, and I so I'm always very upfront with that in advance so that people know what they're getting and they know they have to put that work in. Mm-hmm. In in terms of the boundaries, you know, I, I do occasionally get people messaging me outside of sessions um, and I will just firmly say we'll we'll pick that up at the next session very and, good. And, and manage those expectations because otherwise it it can take too much out of you. It can be very draining. You need those. You do need those boundaries. I, I do have a, a clock off time, and I, you know, I need to then look after myself and other people in my life. So, um, I, I manage all that up front. Yeah, and it goes back to what you said about you have to be kind to you. You have to look after yourself as well. And if people are contacting you all the time as a kind of a support system for them you're yes. then not going to be kind of useful to, to you or anyone around you kind of after working hours, as it were. Absolutely. So that's a really good thing to kind of keep in mind. So, and I know I've asked you this kind of when we've met up, but what goes on kind of behind the scenes that kind of people listening to this wouldn't usually get to know about or or see? Well, I think one is that professional development, you know, that the learning never stops, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all the horrible stuff that we've discussed, <laughs> like like accounts and marketing and and all of that stuff that goes on around around running a business, really. And a lot of admin, the, the admin in the setting up the sessions, the notes, the follow up, the the GDPR, all all that kind of stuff, um, very much goes on behind the scenes. So it's mm-hmm. not just it's not just that hour. There's is all the wraparound things as well it's not just sat in a nice warm comfortable room listening to your lovely voice just yeah (laughs) there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes so I'm not sure whether you'll be able to answer this question what's the strangest request you've ever had (laughs) I I probably can't answer this question (laughs) in a public forum as you may imagine there's been the odd gentleman asking for certain services Um, (laughs) but the (laughs) the other request I do get a fair bit um, is people asking for regression hypnotherapy so this is where they think something has happened in the past and they want me to take them back to that time so they can be absolutely sure and that's something I don't do and and there are two reasons for that firstly I'm not qualified Um, and secondly I I do have a bit of fear of false memories you know we're taught in in our therapy that your brain doesn't know the difference between what you imagine and what you think about and what's actually happened Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, we can sometimes convince ourselves that things have happened that haven't. Yeah, so, so I very much focus on moving forward. You know, whatever it is that's brought you here, where do you want to go now and how do we get you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just still thinking about other those other requests that you might get. <laughs> Your social media, your website, everything says hypnotherapy. It's like, right, just 
keep it keep it clean guys keep those yep. <laughs> <laughs> so if you weren't doing this wonderful hypnotherapy role that you're doing what do you think you'd have been doing instead well, I do do other work. So I do do other work in learning and development and organisational development, because actually there are a lot of similar skills there in terms of helping people develop and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have to do any of that because I'd won the lottery, then I would definitely still carry on with the hypnotherapy because it's an absolute passion. But I would also rescue dogs. Now, why doesn't that surprise <laughs> me? <laughs> So just for everybody, Caroline does have uh, a beautiful dog who is just so lovely and so well behaved. And she um, takes to doggy daycare and looks after and takes for long walks and lots of river adventures and beach adventures, which I love seeing all the photos that you send me. But also um, she's a really good companion. I think when you've had a, a session with somebody that might be quite kind of taxing, trying or kind of mentally hard work, I guess having her to kind of just calm you and and relax you is kind of another self-care tip yeah absolutely I mean it's well documented that you know pets are good for for your stress levels because of all the cuddles but also you just look at the way they live their life they're never thinking about yesterday or tomorrow they're just enjoying whatever moment they're in and that's a great life lesson in there oh amazing that's such a good point isn't it so what do you think kind of inspires you in your work or who inspires you within your job, do you think? Do you know, I, when I think of inspirational people, I don't I don't really think of, you know, famous people. I'm inspired by people who struggle with their mental health, but still get up and still try and still put one foot forward and want to do the work to help themselves you know a lot of my clients inspire me when I look at where they've come from and what they've had to deal with and the changes that they then go on to make and that that inspires me every day. Yeah I can really relate to that so some of the clients who I coach around their business after the last few years they've still got such energy such passion such drive to want to do right by their clients, their customers, right by their products. And they still, like you say, get up, get dressed, go to work, and they always want to do the best they can. And seeing them and seeing their their energy and their passion, I just think is amazing. And, and if I can just help them go one step further to, to get the success that they want, that's I agree totally. That is um, inspiring. Um, I'd also say you inspire me as well, because I know that we have both been through quite a few things over our friendship. Seeing and having you kind of to support me through my stuff, and hopefully I've done a little bit to help you, but just how we've got on, grown up, dealt with stuff, um that takes guts confidence um 
energy and there are some days when you and I will message each other and go do you know what I'm not feeling it today and the other one will come back and say do you remember when such and such happened or what about this and one of us will go do you know what you're right actually I can do it so I think so I just wanted to put it out there as well thank you you're very (laughs) welcome so what do you think is what do you think has been the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you whether it be in your job or outside of work I'm going to say it's not actually advice because I think with advice it's very difficult for it to land properly because it'll be somebody else's perspective on kind of what you should do Mm -hmm. and only occasionally does that really really resonate with you I think the real difference that people have made to me in that kind of way is by asking questions, which is what you do. Um, Because, (laughs) 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 but like, like you, I believe that, you know, we all have the answers within ourselves and the right questions will just bring it up. And, you know, even recently when I was going through something and was facing real overwhelm, you just came back with a list of questions and within a couple <laughs> of hours, enough. but within a couple of hours, I had the answer, you know, mm-hmm. um, you just helped me figure out what deep down I really, really knew. I just needed help to surface it. So I think the most powerful advice is asking the right questions. Like you say, it's everyone, everyone has the answers. It's just, A, do you want to face up to what those answers are? <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tricky. But then once, you, once you've kind of got your mind used to that idea, those new answers, you can then find new ways to do things or you find the solution that you're then most comfortable with taking. And it doesn't then seem as scary or as intimidating. Um and also by having someone ask you questions, they're, they're supportive of you. And I think that helps as well when you know somebody, yes. somebody's got your back. They're there to support you. They're there in the background so that you know that, yes, you have to do the work, but you've got somebody kind of being your kind of cheerleader on the side. So that's what that's what I think as well. So a, a coaching question then for you um, in regards to, again, this can be work or, or personal. If I could tell you that you couldn't fail, what would you like to achieve? I would like to write a book. Okay. (laughs) What makes you kind of think that a book is where your kind of head's at right now? I've got I feel I've got two books in me um <laughs> gone from one to two yeah. I know. one of them is a is a children's story so when I was um small um on car journeys to keep me amused my brother used to make up stories and I would love to put those down for other kids um but the other one related to my work would be um a, a book around good mental well-being because I think that, you know, not everybody is going to have hypnotherapy, but we can all benefit from some of those techniques. And for me, it's around reaching as as many people as possible. That's why I say a book, because I think, you know, these past few years have seen unprecedented change and our brains are not built to cope with it. So I think we've all struggled in different ways Mm -hmm. and we all need to 
um, learn how to work on our mental health the same way we know how to work on our physical health. Definitely. Well, when you write that book, I will be the first in the queue to buy it and read it. <laughs> going back to your children's book, do you not need to tell Dave that you're going to pinch all his ideas and, and write them all down <laughs> and profit I'm from sure it? I'm sure he royalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might just need to run that one past him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just to now pick your brains and just kind of dig deep into the the brain and the thoughts of Caroline. What three things would you take to a desert island? I know that's a really popular question, but it still really intrigues me as to what people would choose. This is really tricky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Am am I allowed a a living living being? Could I take my dog? (laughs) Or does that not it's my game it's my rules so absolutely <laughs> yeah so sky would be there yeah she'd have to be top of the list uh sun cream would have to be on there because i burn easily so um, <laughs> so sensible. um and a good book i i lose myself in a good book so i would probably take my favorite book which I was reminded of recently because there's a film coming out about Emily Bronte, but it's Wuthering Heights. Oh. So I think I would take Wuthering Heights. And quite a long book as well, so you could while away yeah. the others until you were Absolutely. either, until rescued. either rescued or someone else came to, to join the party. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So are you one of those people that has lots of books by their bed then that they, they want to read or do you actually get through these books? Not as many as I should. Um, when I'm on holiday, I can get through five. But day to day, I struggle to fit it in. It tends to be when I'm in the bath or last thing at night before I switch off. That's my reading time. Any fear of soggy pages? I'd, well, I've got a Kindle now because um, because I read so quickly, I was finding on holiday, my suitcase <laughs> was fully weighed down with books. So I went to a Kindle. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So for our listeners, what you've mentioned a book that you would recommend, what either TV program or podcast or music album would you recommend that we listen to? I'm a massive fan of Feel Better Live More by Dr. Ranjan Chatterjee as a podcast. Yeah. So um, he he does a, he's a, his background is he's a GP, but he he basically works with his clients to help them improve their own health with, without necessarily resorting to pills. He does a lot on mental health. He speaks to a lot of interesting people. And he's got um, a few books out as well. He's got the ones called The Stress Solution. So kind of very much aligned with, with what I do, but I always pick up nuggets from him. Amazing. Yeah, no, I agree with those totally. Right. So here's another random coaching question that I sometimes ask if you could steal one thing and not get in trouble what would it be and why well obviously Suzanne I would never steal anything (laughs) can I just say to everybody that's just wrong (laughs) the face that Caroline is pulling at me right now (laughs) but if you could and if you couldn't get in trouble what would it be I would would still know <laughs> and I'd know and I'd point at you all the time. <laughs> oh, <big thief. laughs> 
little bit uh, random and say that I would steal time and double the amount of hours in the day. Okay, <laughs> you've allowed that. That's yes, it's a very professional answer. <laughs> I admire you uh, sticking to that. Okay, okay. So another random one. Um, what's your favourite but weirdest sandwich filling? I wish you hadn't asked me this because whenever I tell anyone, they recoil in horror. But I always say, don't knock it till you've tried it. So I am partial to a bacon butty, but with vinegar on. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> on so many. Le- and That's I'm- what everybody <laughs> says. But it, it just... It oh just brings God. out the flavour of meat. Sausage is the same. I, if you're listening, just just give it a go before you dismiss it out of hand. That's nasty. <laughs> no, no. I mean, okay. Well, okay. So, what bread would you have it on? Thick, crusty white bread, <sighs> or right. a balm cake. You're so northern. <laughs> balm cake, balm cake, or butter. Balm. Those of us from the south. It's just a sandwich or a bread bowl. There's no discrepancy. That's that's all it is. <laughs> oh, next time I have lunch with you, I'm just going to make sure there's Hello. no bacon on the menu. I'm just sitting the other side of the restaurant from you. That's going to stay with me the rest of today, you know. Bacon Hello. and vinegar. I'm sorry, but yeah, that is what it is. For anybody out there that's listening that's going to try this, let me know. I want to know what you all think about it. Might start a little club. <laughs> well, you do that. I'll happily just not be part of that. I don't want that badge, thanks very much. Okay. So, obviously, conscious of time, obviously. Um, what phrase or quote do you say often? Let's bring it, bring it back. This one's easy. Um, this too shall pass. Oh, I think lovely. it's so, so important to remind ourselves of this. You know, I've had a friend who's been going through a really tough few months and, you know, he woke up kind of one day a few mornings ago and he said, actually, today I feel good and I feel happy. And that is the way it is with with hard times, with mental health. It, it comes and it goes. And I think no matter what we're going through, just holding on to that, that it will pass, it can help us get through it. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, the days have a certain amount of hours and minutes. Every day ends, a new day begins and thoughts change. We know sometimes once we've had a sleep, sometimes things feel better. And stepping outside of the current situation and then realizing actually I've got through everything else so there's no reason why I can't get through this next bit I think that's that's a really key point thank you so much for that so my coaching back to me it's all about me (laughs) so my coaching is all about helping empower clients to increase their confidence improve their mindset help them regain control and achieve success and basically feel unstoppable. So my last question to you is what makes you feel unstoppable? Um, Essentially, it comes from a really good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. That is the starting point. 
Um, but I, I, I think it's really that place where I'm in control. I'm on top of my to-do list. I've had some really good interactions with other people. And my confidence is just at such a place where I think, do you know what? I can do this. That's amazing. That's so true. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brains today. And thank you to everyone who's listening as well. Please follow the show, leave a review or follow me on social media. And also, if you have any subjects or questions that you'd like me to include on a future episode, then please email me at coaching at suzannebryden.co.uk. And I will put all of Caroline's details in the show notes and also on my social media. So you can all give her a follow, watch her adventures with Sky in and out the river and on the beach and also follow her work. And obviously, if you want a session with Caroline, I highly endorse them. Absolutely. So I can't wait for you all to join me next time as we have another wander through the human mind and its thoughts and how we achieve success. So goodbye, Caroline, and see everybody next time. Thank you.